Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me, I have Mr. Luke out of Sheffield, UK with LS Fitness and LSF Martial Arts. Luke, how are you today, my man? I'm good, my man. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you for asking. How's the uh, the weather over there? It's mild. It's not too sunny, but it's it's England, put it that way. It's a bit different to sunny America. I've just come back from Vegas a few months ago, so okay, it's, it's a different world out there. Oh man, yeah, Vegas. I've only been there once, but it's yeah, it's yeah, a whole different world. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on to our show today. What I'm going to do is open it up to you. Just go ahead and give the audience a little bit about who you are, your experiences, passions, and how ultimately you got into your LSF martial arts and fitness right now. Yeah, cool. Uh, Jump to go ahead. Uh, Yeah, so I started off when I was younger, just more into bodybuilding, uh, as in like body, more aesthetics training. I've always maintained that kind of training method. And then I went boxing a few times when I was younger. Never really took it seriously. But fundamentally, I kind of pick it up pretty sweet. Um, and then my friend opened up a gym down in Hillsborough, uh, and it were it was called Body Flow at the time. And it was like a mixed martial arts gym. Uh, but downstairs they had a fitness site, so I kind of like learnt my craft there more than anywhere. Uh, got a big variation of clients, elderly, young people on different journeys, weight loss, and then you also getting people. Uh, just want to fundamentally get better for a sport. So you kind of pick up the sports coaching side of stuff because the guy above me called Donaldson, uh, he had a, a master's degree in in sports also. So he kind of like passed a lot of knowledge down and down. Uh, Shane did like a, a lot of fitness side. And obviously, because I'd already done a lot of aesthetic training myself for a good 10 years, I kind of built a physique up. Uh, so I kind of went into more martial arts after that more when that gym kind of opened and kind of went from there with it. Uh, left there, went to a boxing gym, uh, went to Ryan Rhodes' gym, uh, that one, Exxon Road. Kind of got more into the more boxing background after spending five years at B-Fit Body Flow. Uh, got more fundamentally enhanced more. I was more self-employed there, went on my own. And then I'll stay there for about a year and a half. I opened up my own facility in town. We run that for over a year. And then I trained a guy up called Glenn Kennedy. Um, and now he's my partner in my business. So we lost a hell of a lot of weight of Glenn, but his attitude was perfect. So I didn't look at Glenn and think, wow, uh, Glenn needs to be in super shape. I thought his mentality and his charisma and personality is what I needed for the business. So I thought, wait, I said to Glenn, he goes, hey, actually, funny story, we, we went across, he was on his, his stag do at the time, Glenn, and I was in Spain at the same time. So I went and met him. I said, Glenn, do you want to open a business? I'm going to go full-time with you. I'm going to open my own facility. Are you in? He went, yeah. And we never look back. Uh, we've got 10 staff now. So it's pretty pretty small little business for what we've got. It's It started off really small, more on the fitness side. And then a guy called Joe McGovern, he sold his gym. He wanted to come out of the fitness industry because he was kind of running it just on martial arts-based business. But because I had like a fitness sense about a new martial arts, it made sense. So Joe came out of there about five years ago. So we stayed in our facility for two years. And then we've had LSF and LS Fitness down in Hillsborough uh, for over the past five years. 
So yeah, that's kind of where we are at the minute. And we teach K1 kickboxing. Uh, we're teaching Thai boxing. Uh, we're teaching boxing. We're doing a lot of fitness stuff. We do body pump. We do mum, bums and tums where women can come in daytime. Obviously, maternity is quite stressful for women after being pregnant for a good nine months and giving birth. They haven't really got much areas to train. And I don't like to change how women get treated or how they looked at. Sorry, they don't want to stigma around them. So I kind of treat them exactly the same. And before you know it, they get back in shape. Uh, they just need a bit more time and attention. I mean, it kind of gets held back a bit, the training methods based on having a baby. And some of the girls I have in the in the mums, they're, they're so brilliant at boxing and kickboxing and they've got their own space without children in playpen, et cetera. So I'm quite proud of that one because you feel like mentally helping a market of people what really don't get looked after. Um, and the martial arts, it's more of a stimulating hobby around the fitness because obviously we do personal training, weightlifting, body sculpting, and it's just we're trying to just tick every box for people want to come to the gym to create like a beautiful ethos. Ethos inside gym is very female oriented. We have a lot of males also, but it's quite varied. So you and the thing I like about gyms community for me personally, the reason why I want to get into it is because. I like the culture of having a multiculture, and multiculture for me is if everyone went to a gym and the world was more like a gym. I don't think politically any agenda. There'd be there'd be no falling out, and we just get on so so nice down at my place. It's it's a beautiful job to be fair. I'm quite proud of it. Uh, I mean, like I said, if you if you have reviews from anyone about my gym, it's, we've got a five star review. There's, there's, there's people come and go over 10 years. I've had people for clients. I've never really lost them. People's fought for you. We've had females turn professional fighters. Now they're having a successful career. Uh, I've currently got a young lad called Brandon. He's fine on that road to MotoGP. And if he does really well on his fight career, he's, uh, he's he could get on the one championship. I don't know if you've ever heard of that over in America. Have you heard of that by any chance? So he's called, you know, the one championship. Not like this is the UFC. I'm familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, you know, UFC, you know, like, it's martial arts. Yeah. So we've got a guy who's, who's potentially can get, get further in his career. He's got potential to go further. Uh, so we've got on a, on a big show this year. I'm training him up fundamentally at the minute. And it's like, it's more like a side hobby on top of the, on the fitness side. So it's, Kind of a, an event for the clients, give them a little bit of, of a night out as such. So when Brandon has his fight, we're all going to go and support him. Uh, the entire gym will come together because it's like one big community. And then we do that. We, we took fights on every two or three months if we can. You know, different fighters coming through. Mm -hmm. um, and it's more like a, it's kind of watered down martial arts because the people from the fitness side kind of, get into it more than then they want to also progress. And some people, the average, 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 Joe, average Joe person just starts wanting to learn fundamentals and then doing sparring and they go from the fitness side into a martial arts side. And I, I swear to you, some people, I've got a girl called Fran and she recently went through a divorce and stuff. And um, 
lost three stone and now she coaches at our place. She's got a new relation in life. You think you're changing people's lives. And I'm, I'm quite proud of that one as well. It's just one case. Uh, I've got like a taxi driver called Alan. He was 22 stone. I think he's 60 years of age. I've got him down to 13 stone five. So these people need our facility. What we do for people, we go that extra mile from, we, we care for them. We send daily texts. Uh, we know the children, everything about them. And the guys down at our work facility, we've got a guy called Phil, absolutely brilliant with kids. Uh, we do loads of kids' classes, not like kids' kickboxing. Uh, kids with low self-esteem, body confidence is a major factor. But we don't look at people in our gym as though it's a shape or a size. We kind of look at your confidence based on merit. If you could throw a good kick or a knee, it doesn't matter how you look. It's more about your performance and the will to learn. So most gyms, for me per se, it's just in a few hours I saw my gym, is there's too many string shirts. I'm in fantastic shape. And there's a market of people what want to lose weight or they want to get into martial arts. And sometimes it overlaps their learning because they're too intimidated to start from the beginner. So if you bring them in and you're kind of using your syllabus, using your weight techniques, we've got like machines, et cetera, in his gym. We kind of go from boxing to kickboxing to weightlifting to body sculpturing to weight loss management. And I swear you give me two or three years and you're just a complete different person. You're a nicer person. You're morally better. And it, I like to think it has a really good butterfly effect. I like to think it passes on to next gen, to next generation, and so on. I mean, my oldest client is 82 years of age. He's called Pete Amon. They've had him for 10 years. And he's so cultured. He even saw, like, fights like the Rumble in the Jungle, you know, where Ahmed Ali and Joe Frazier and people like that. And then, for me, I've got, like, an old brain on my shoulders where I listen to my elders. I respect my elders more than anyone. And... The teachings, what he's given me and what I've learned on the shop floor is you're talking to CEOs of companies and you're getting free information. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to get off the shop floor because you market yourself that well and you've got these kind of people coming to your gym and they're giving sign information how to grow your business, how to excel moving forward. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's like, it's like free knowledge and to be fair, I'm not from a well upbringing background. I've come from nothing. I lived in an hostel when I was little uh, for a local while. And then obviously we've got rehouse and stuff like that. So I'm a f from a family of five brothers. So it, money was tough. So you kind of built it up from the bottom. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And then you're morally quite pass them morals onto people. And it sounds really crazy, but. I like to think I get a bit of respect off these people. What's had a bit more privileged upbringing, and they want to know your background. So, yeah, I'm proud of it. I won't change it for well, but people like to know how rough your times were sometimes, and you share life experience amongst each other. And it's just like, like I said, for instance, it's so multicultural the the gym, and it's very very modern, and it's. Uh, it feels like a second home for everyone, not just for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's all about the community aspect of it. Totally agree. So when I go to work, I don't ever think I'm at work. It's like, 
I, you don't you don't invite these people to your gym. It's called the law of attraction. People follow you because you're bringing them people by your positivity and your kindness and your well-being. And just like you, you could literally get some some seriously bad advice. And they might take that advice on board and then follow suit because some people are quite easily misled. But when you're leading people in the right direction and you're keeping people mentally healthy at the same time, so doing this, you you, you kind of you are saving lives, you know, in my eyes. And you're also making a younger generation a better generation from what we do at LS Fitness and LSF martial arts, depending on what you enjoy. It could be down to dietary control, it could be to a bit more talking about your feelings or it could be awed up masculinity which means for me personally is getting a bit overlapped at the minute uh we're very for feminine women as well so it's like we, we like to build lionesses we don't just want male masculinity we want to share does that make sense yeah you want it i think the world outside the gym is well behind well behind in times of what my gym is does that make sense yeah. So the gym's always busy based on no politics, no arguing, no controversy, no dilemma, just love. Does that make sense? And everyone gets on really well. So it's it all comes down to respect as soon as you walk through doors. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, they they respect you know, what you're putting in because it all comes from passion. It all comes from real life experiences. It's not, you just want an open gym to, you know, say that you're the the cream of the crop and that you're the best there ever was. It's like, no, like I have a, a reason and a passion behind why this gym is here and how I want to inspire. Yeah, exactly. That. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I definitely understand that, you know, my, my whole thing was that, you know, growing up, I wanted to change other people's lives for, you know, the, the health benefit of it, you know, whether it's yeah. making them smile, whether it's telling yeah. them, you know, ways to, to be healthier, you know, without offending them. And, you know, to your point, you know, giving them the confidence and the boost that they need to, you know, that they are enough, that they can do this. They can do these things that, you know, they maybe once thought that they couldn't or were too difficult. So. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. You don't want to create any segregation. You want to treat everyone at the same level, like no stereotypes, anything like that. There's so many different shapes and sizes in gyms and some so many people have so much more to offer than appearance. The appearance comes after it. It's, it's, it's yeah. like they blossom and it's like some of them people they're younger than me in the gym and they feel like children to a, to a degree when you're coaching them because you kind of like you, you invest in them as much as they're invested in you you're invested in their their three years of learning minimum do you understand what I mean and then yeah. there's people who you've trained up and then they work at our place now because they had the, they had the right ethos they had the right morals and then it's like, you, I can have a night off and understand these people looking after your business. And it's like, you get to know them on a one-to-one -one basis because you've spent so much time with them. You've, you develop more trust over a period of time. And it's like, people won't ever let the business grow past themselves. And that it's just, we're not like a stereotypical gym as such, as in like, 
it's got to be run by one person. It's got to grow past yourself if you're going to grow a business. And you want them people looking after people when you're not there because you can't keep an eye on every area. I've got a guy called Gareth, brilliant, works at tea times, works part-time at tea times, fantastic martial artist. Another guy called Brandon, same again. And these guys, a lot of people might think they're like, oh, the macho or whatever, but they're not. They're actually more kind and soothing and, and more disciplined than anyone. So they lead by example when you're not there. And I, speak, I can't speak highly enough for the guys who come to the gym. I've got Glenn, who was like the most kindest person you could ever meet or started with. And they've all got the like own niche. Do you, do you know what I mean? They've all got like, some people might not want to train with Luke, but they might think, oh, he's, he's too tall, his chin's too big. Do you know what I mean? There's something like that. They might think, oh, it's just something I just don't like about him. Like, you like, like who cuts your hair? If you've got like a barber, you, you like your own barber, don't you? Oh, yeah. So yeah. Everyone's got their own style. We all interpret fitness in different aspects and different ways of doing things. It doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean you're wrong. But one thing we've all got in common is that goal. And yeah. that's the main thing. If you're helping that person, me and you are from different continents or whatever it is, and we just... We've got exactly the same goals we've never met before. Don't you think that's fascinating what Jim's developed? 100%. Absolutely. All, all different, you know, shapes and sizes and types of people and, you know, keeping keeping the drama out of the place to, to make it a, a warm, welcoming facility. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, so with, you know, the two, the LSF Fit Martial Arts and the LS Fitness, you know, kind of walk me through right now, how big is the facility and, you know, roughly about how many people are inside of your facility? This is 400 square foot, 1,400 square foot feet, sorry. And then we have like a container, it's like an add-on. And the, the reason why the business is named LS Fitness and LSF Martial Arts is because I'm called Luke Scanlon, so it starts with my name. And my son's called Louis Scanlon, and my other son's called Lennon Scanlon. So I've also got a printing business called LS Prints. So the third child, I've set up three businesses if they want to do fitness, they can do fitness. If they want to do martial arts, they can do martial arts. If they want to do a printing business, they can do a printing business. Because I never had that tool as growing up. I never had no money, no support. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a degree level kind of guy, as in like myself or I mean, most people, where it's textbook. I'm very common sense smart. Yeah. So I can't guarantee that they're going to inherit any better genes than what I have. So for me, I've created facilities and different areas and different strengths for people. Like Glenn, for instance, and Luke Kennedy as well. I'm sorry, I might be Glenn, uh, Luke I mentioned. And Fran, both absolutely fantastic coaching, just charisma. And, like we, the, the guys down at my place work part-time. So Luke's got a master's degree and he's a, he's a, a, a lecturer at college. But he works 20 hours a week, bless him, on top of his job. Like, the work rate, what that guy does is 10 to none. He goes home and marks people's work from school. He's helping kids through daily, and then he's training the elderly at nighttime. He's training the youth. It's like, these people, I'm not going off mark, I'm just saying, I ain't getting mentioned, it's like, I feel a bit bad. They, they've all got different parts, various, what, what they support, LS, and that's why I've made sections for people what suit that trainer's need. Mm-hmm. So it's not just LS Fitness it's not just LSF Martial Arts me and Brandon run the LSF Martial Arts and, and, uh, and Gareth and Phil and the other guys are most on the fitness side but we all get along 
it's like, it's perfect for any up and coming trainer wanting to come through and they want to potentially want to be a coach or they want to be a PT. There's longevity to a job as well. And there's, there's, there's more money based on technique and skills and there's merit based on reward. You know, if you want to further your learnings, yep. different sections to, to make that. And that's why I made two different names. I couldn't decide, to be fair, when I first started what I wanted to target and then we ended up targeting everyone. No, it's not a bad way to target. No, it's not a bad way to, to, to bring staff through as well. Yeah, so 1,400 square feet, you know, you got the, the story behind it, which is amazing. You know, how many members do you guys serve right now between the two? 300, 250, no less. Okay. And, you know, you, you've been in business for a little while now. What's what's kind of like some big goals for you down the road, like the rest of this year, the next few years? It would be nice to make a change. You know what I mean? The, the, the thing is, people want to see you at face value sometimes. I've not got ahead of myself. I've grown at a nice, small pace. Some people run before they can walk. And it's not because I'm scared. It's not a pin like that. It's because I've got family. Mm-hmm. And family is the most important thing. That gym's a family, but I've also got a family to run when I go home. And most trainers won't talk about the personal life, but if I always make the guys share. Like, you got people's got to understand your, your time as a coach. And you, if you're tired at home, you, you're going to be tired on that shop floor. If you're too much in the gym, your own life, they've got to have balance. And you, you know yourself, you've got a child. You know that when you have that first child, your market of people change. You get different perspectives coming in. And this is why I targeted women, you know, mums, bums and tums. I want to see my children blossom. I want to see them grow up. I want to be there. So for me, it's if Glenn has a child, like Glenn's got a child, he takes his child. If, like Phil, he brings his kids. Luke may have kids. Uh, Gareth may have kids. I much doubt Gareth will have kids. He doesn't want kids. But my point is, we all got each other's bikes. You know, like, if if one of the guys is working across and you've got, like, 20 minutes off, we'll just look after everyone's kid. Yeah. It's crazy how it, how it, how it works. I bet you've never... Is it, does it sound really different to most gyms? No, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of gyms don't even have, you know, that that aspect of their facility. They don't have, you know... I've had, I've had, I've had offers, people's trying to buy the business and stuff like that. They want to buy it and stuff. And I said, no. And, yeah, I could go corporate. I could go big. I could, I could go ahead of myself, but I could do like next two years. Uh, the minute for me, it's about flexibility. Mm. And it's, it's also flexible for the guys also, because their life's just as important as mine. Right. So, you know, I guess, you know, what, what, what is top of mind for the remainder of, or, or the, the continuation of where you're at now? Like, is it, is it to keep it, you know, where it's at right now, you know, well, people I, I that first say on, on 1400 square foot, we're kind of maxed out on, uh, yeah. we're kind of maxed out on capacity. So we'd have to get another unit and extend. So but I live five minutes from my home. It, my gym's literally five minutes away from, I can literally walk from here, walk to gym. Yeah, that's great. But we did in COVID as well. Like we adapt, I adapted really well. We went online. See the last time I came on Zoom, I was training people in Thailand and Bangladesh. So I can always, we call it LSF online. 
So everyone kept the old gym support from everyone who paid, even people who's not a member anymore, I find massively. They kept the gym running for us. And we worked online and we also kept the classes at tea times. The guys were still working at night. I work in the day. And we kept everyone going mentally, you know, through through lockdown. We got good results online on, on Zoom. We were doing recordings. If you go on my Instagram, you can see that I work with people online. Mm-hmm. And we built a business in in lockdown. A lot of people went under. And that were based on chemistry and friendship. Uh, a lot of corporate businesses don't see that. They want to make it a franchise because someone at top's making more money. That's great for them. That's what they want to do. But this is a family business, and this is what we want to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you, it, it all comes down to, you know, what's best for everybody and, you know, who's in agreement yeah. to, you know, what it is that you guys want to do. So, but at the same time, you know, not a problem to be maxed out because obviously that means you're doing well and you're still changing lives. Exactly, man. Yeah. 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 And we're, we are massively result based. If you listen, it's like the, it's either, like I said, it's either an elderly person with osteoporosis and you're trying to get the bones a bit denser and just getting their heart rate up above 80. Mm-hmm. Just keep them stimulated, have a good chat. Some people are lonely. Yeah. So with, you know, obviously you're, you know, you're for the most part at capacity with, you know, your square footage and, you know, what you're currently doing, you know, where at the time was majority of leads coming in? Was it word of mouth? Did you guys do marketing? Was it? They were, they were marketing. Uh, obviously, because I can kickbox and stuff like that and the other guys can't. We put videos, viral videos consistently, just different techniques, different drills. Uh, so we, we call it drillers make killers. So we'll do like a jab, cross up, kick, whatever, like a new technique. And then people go, wow, I want to come train with you. Or we'll put before and after up of someone mostly who's elderly and they've got muscles from Brussels. Uh, they're literally big transformations, big weight loss goals, you know, nutrition plans, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. so we kind of tick in both boxes so there's always something to market with we've always got content daily because you i could have a boxer on a boxing pad i could have an old man who's 82 hitting pads so people go wow they're helping people consistently helping people we always use this page we've got about three thousand three and a half thousand followers on our ls page we've got a website on that lead and we've also got a lot of customer base where we're located based on word of mouth. Uh, WhatsApp groups, retentions. So like we might have group personal training we're grouping. We have a diary on our phone and we're all in diary and was like nearly over 100 hours of spare hours and we all manage, right, so you can cover this hour tonight. Oh, I'm going to have an hour for my family. Oh, do you want this hour? I've got a straight shit. So there's none of that like stopping and starting like in most gyms as a personal trainer. We create shifts and the people's got to accept it. So do you understand what I mean? The flexibility is there. Yeah. You have enough people that can pick up certain times. But then on back end of that is don't they go, aren't they a bunch of lad- lovely lads then? Aren't they, aren't they nice? And then they've been coffee shops, they'll be in salons. We do like advertising boards in gym. Uh, so we charge like three or 400 pounds per month. Uh, uh, yes, sorry. So we've got like boards all around this gym with different local businesses advertising. Yeah. Uh, so end of year gets to January, we have we we sell that, and then their boards are full year. I'll have a client. I'll go. Oh yeah, you might need a joiner. Joiner, you might need a plumber. Uh, 
yeah, she's got a lovely salon Lauren up road. So you you're constantly talking, you're networking all day and you're selling all day. So yes. as much as you're working on, just you're constantly doing the sales side of things also, and you don't even really try, it kind of sells itself. Yeah. It becomes a snowball effect. If you've got a trickle coming in, and it becomes a snowball effect, and then what's happening is they're telling, 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 telling. And then I also do my own printing business. So people are wearing like LSF martial arts hoodies and jumpers. So I sell the jumpers at £25 or whatever. It's the best marketing you could do because you'll be in Sainbury's or Morrison's or anything like that. And you'll just tap someone on the shoulder. And what I do is, you know, on the jumpers, it has the names on them. So they're not just like a number. They're not on a conveyor belt getting sold a membership every month. Right. So that, that facility could remain open. It's at a stage now where it could stay and I could move on to the next facility and the guys would look after it. Did you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's all, it's all there. I've got a baby in the next three months. It's just too much too soon. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that just a little bit. You know, what what are your your personal goals? You know, the next few months you have the newborn coming up. You know, where where does that put you as far as you know, time with the baby, time at the facility. I know you bring your kids to the facility, but, you know, wh- wh- how does that change the dynamic with, you know, the incoming newborn? Oh, it's quite simple for me, really. I mean, my other one's nearly two years of age, so he'll be in nursery. The elderly one is six. He's at school. And the newborn one, my, my wife will be on maternity doing the mum's classes with girls. So she'll be off. No really changes, really, for me. I mean, you will, will want a second child. If you have daytime, two or three hours in daytime, if you can create this mum, bums and tums, use it, like put it in a facility. And you know what? You, you can make some good money out of it because it's a market of people that's not been touched. But it all depends on the owner and the facility. And what I said to girls after they're all trained, they'll all tidy up for the last 10 minutes. So it's like, we'll just be vocal and be, 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 we have, I mean, structure in place. And everyone's yeah. the same. They like that. So nothing for the children, for me, for instance, the question was, I can't really see anything really changing. So I'm, I'm nervous to a degree. And like you, it's always what if, being a dad, it's excitement, it's nerves, it's anxiety through that as such. Yeah. But on overall, really, nothing really is going to change. If I was giving you advice now, nothing would be changing, would it? It's all in your your mind. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. How did you go? What did you do with your ch- child? Did you take more time off? Did you work more? Oh geez, um, it was there's a, there's a few dynamics, but um, you know I uh, you know he was with family, you know daycares here and there, um, but yeah that was you know there was there was some situations for me, but yeah it was family and daycares oh, where how old's your at. little one? Is that boy or girl? He's six. He's a little guy. Yes, yeah, same age as mine. Yeah, six. So it's, it gets a little bit easier at school, aren't it now? School makes it a little easier, yeah. They're learning, they're doing stuff. They're not, you know, just hanging out at a daycare. See, for instance, when you've got guys working at tea time for you, you could be, you could pick him up from school and not go back to work. Do you know what I mean? So you've got yeah. four, you've got like 10 guys working across board. You're earning money while you're at home and your child's with you. You've done your shift in morning. And the only way you made that shift in the first place is by working amongst each other, creating a diet, then creating a shift for those guys at tea time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting way to 
to think about that, but also an exciting way because like you said, it creates, you know, flexibility. Well, if my wife's off with me in daytime, it, I, I like that. It sounds crazy, but she's on maternity. Yeah, she's on a little bit less money. She's on less money, she's not on much, but if the structure's in place to earn money when you're not there, and that's my job as, as a boss and as an husband to do that, first mm-hmm. of all, you know what I mean? Yep. There's nothing to really worry about as such. Uh, she's going to be off in daytime. So say I'm at work six, seven, eight. I'll leave nine o'clock out. Why would I leave nine o'clock out? So I can go for breakfast with my wife and then we'll do mum bums and tums at 10. I'll come home. The guys will work at tea time. They're happy. As long as they're, they're getting a wage or whatever they're doing, the long as the guy's happy in his, in his job, that's... Nine times out of ten, most people aren't happy in the job. Yeah, that's very true. So the, you're ticking quite a lot of boxes with that also. You, you can't come down on guys too much. Has there ever been any incidents or what, which I said no? Um, you just have a small talk and say, you're all right. You know what I mean? Just, it's, man, it's man management as well. You've got to manage people differently based on... You're dealing with egos a lot with Jim kind of stuff and you're dealing with male but the one thing we've got as a martial arts community on top of it we they can punch me in face did you understand what I mean so once you've sparred with each other as as staff comes crazy you just love each other you've got like a unfound respect so we're not just PT PTs we're coaches yeah so yeah, it's, yeah it's, like, it's like it's like a male bonding time when you sparring even the even Fran the girl she spars with you know what I mean yep and people think it's crazy well we're just there's different leopards in the world and we're just a bit unique to find to be able to spot them people and drag them out and put them on shop floor you have to have an eye for it yeah 100% um well speaking of that Luke you know one of the things that you know I want a couple last things here to ask you you know if somebody were going to open up their own fitness facility, whether it's kickboxing, martial arts, just a regular weightlifting gym, group fitness, you know, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to start their own entrepreneurship? Make sure before you even consider doing anything, your work rate's there. You open that gym, the guy who had it before me, he had no work rate. It was a fighter. He had fantastic work rate as a fighter, he believed in his head that it should just be a fighting gym also. Obviously, I've told you about our gym. We're, we're unique. We've gotten both because the fitness covers the martial art. The martial art understand that these are the ticket sales when they have the fights. So they all they all need each other. They, they're all responsible for each other. So me personally, just make sure your work rate's there. If there's going to be a social hour, take it. If there's time where you could put childcare in there, take that opportunity. Don't don't make it one niche. Make, make it a niche. Make it a niche. Mm-hmm. Make it more unique. Don't be just a general gym. Be yourself as well. If you're trying to be fake on that gym floor or anywhere in it at all, you will come undone. They will do you under. You know why? Because your client are welfare. They're smart. They've got a good IQ. If they've got enough excessive money to pay for your service, why do you think you're cleverer than them? That makes sense. Respect your clients. Listen to them. 
and care. Don't don't open it with no passion. If you haven't got no passion for that any business, not just a gym business, you will shut. And that's an absolute utter fact. And make sure, I'd say, train early, sleep early. If you're going to be on that gym floor, people assume you're going to be in best shape of your life. You have this big image to uphold. Well, if you do want to uphold it, train early, sleep early. Treat yourself like you give the same advice to your own clients. Because testosterone, sleep, energy levels, all come into fights when you're doing PT work. Then social hours, you took a child in mixed there. You have to literally think of these structures in place because there's no structure in place. Do not have children be a PT because you will not see your child grow. You understand what I mean? And it's so more invaluable and more important the breeding of a child and the youth of development. You don't want to be a bad dad. You get torn between currency and time. Does that make sense? Yeah, every day. You know, yeah, so it splits your heart in two because your heart is your passion. Your, tr- your children are your passion. So your heart's been split. So speaking from art. So don't look at numbers. Don't look at financial. Me personally, I would say a bit longer if you work in someone else's gym. I'll get your head done. I take a year off and any luxuries. I'd get at least 20 to 30K. That's what I did last time. I saved about 30K in another facility. And then I opened up. I used a little bit of credit when I got inside there. Stuff what I could get no percent finance on. I built a good credit score up. I try and avoid investors at all costs. If you do want a good fit investors, good fit in franchise, you will never ever surpass the investor. Use your time. There's no loyalty when it comes to business with other people. They see you as a number, so why shouldn't you see them? And you be yourself all the time. Do never come short. Don't be, don't finish second best when it comes to business. But most important of all, make sure you stay productive because if you're not training, you're not eating health and you're being a fraud, your clients know that. They expect a certain out. Put it this way, I wouldn't go to a dentist who's got bad teeth. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, as long as you're around some kind of health fitness, it doesn't have to be supermodel. It doesn't have to be anything like that. We'll just, just, just work out three times a week, like you would in every job, like you'd advise your clients. Eat well, watch your calories, all this lot, and go in there with an healthy mind. Because if you go in there and you're depressed or if you feel crap, your business will crumble. It all starts with mind. If your mind's not in any any healthy spot, or if you're just doing it based on numbers, 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 numbers. All I ever hear is I see gyms shut all the time. They're targeting numbers. And then it becomes money. Money will follow with the passion. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So any youth get four to five years experience and various sessions as well. Don't just be a PT, learn a bit of martial arts coaching because I'd say 60% of my clients are martial arts and they're really good fundamental training for uh, to, to keep stimulation in your client. Everyone can do a kettlebell swing, everyone could do a squat, everyone could do a bench press. So how are you going to be different from them people on that shot floor? What makes you so special? You tell me what makes you so special. Niche, you've got to be, you've got to be a bit diverse. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And be, 
but listen as well, like 70% of the client, that's 30% you. 70% client, 30% you. And that'll go further than nutrition. That'll go further than anything for attention. And care. Like I said, just care. That's all I'd say. And make sure you've got a good buffer behind your bank. Make sure you've got a good credit rating. Make sure you, you, you're watching your credit score all times. You're watching what you're available for loan in case of emergencies. You've got that buffer behind you, and then that's your security. That's, that's, that's your security systems in place. I wouldn't just open a gym over a, over a bodybuilding gym. They show every time. Saturated market gyms come and go. There currently there's about five gyms around me charging £20, and we charge £100 a month. But yeah, I'm busier than them. Why is that? The value. Value. Exactly what you just said, value. What is your value if you're a trainer and you think you can just pass your courses, come out of college or you need whatever you want to do, and you think in your head that you deserve to be on these numbers, what people are talking about? Yep. 100%. So that's my biggest advice I get to, get to most people, to be honest. Just be very thorough. Be, like I said, 70% then, 30% you. I like that answer. It's a, it's a different perspective to think about it. So yeah. uh, last thing here for you, Luke, is, you know, give a shout out to your facility. How can our listeners look up your facility, whether it's social media, Instagram, websites? It's LS Fitness. So obviously we're looking for LSF martial arts. It's LS Fitness on, uh, on Facebook. If you care to join it, you're more than welcome. Check it out. And if you can't find any content on there, no more recent content, I always upload it to Luke Scanlon. So I'm available for ads also. You go on my Instagram, there's over a thousand enough followers. I used to go for it, but we got that busy. I stopped, I stopped boosting content. So thanks for getting in touch with me. Uh, what's it called again, Jim? What's your, what's your business name? Uh, this is the Jim Lawrence Podcast. Jim Podcast. Thanks for getting in touch with me because you kind of motivated me to put motivation back into my guys into my business because you do get really busy and you can't you guys can only work x amount of hours so yeah you kind of put some more flavor back in gym so thanks a lot for that absolutely uh, and yeah check it out see the before and after results make your own opinion don't just listen to me and volumes speak you know if you look at it Look at the action speaks louder than words. And if you look at the action, what's going off in our gym, you will want to sign up to that gym. 110%. But yeah, thanks for, thanks for podcasting. Thanks for, and it's nice that you've got a child also. I like that. Yeah, it, it, uh, it definitely changes the perspective on, you know, everything and the outlook. Have you, yeah. have you learned anything what you're not currently been doing in your gym? What's that? Have you learned anything new, any new ideas, what you could put in your own facility? Oh, tons. Tons. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a new mindset. It's a new shift. Oh, Mosey, if you ever need any advice or anything else, and I'll listen to you if you've got any ideas. Absolutely. Uh, well, Luke, thank you for being on the show. Um, for everybody else out there listening, that's the way to reach out to Luke's facilities, you know, LS Fitness, LSF Martial Arts. Uh, he's got a unique spin on things. So if you're a mom out there and you got a little one and you know, no daycare, Hey, have no fear. Luke is here. Um, but most importantly, yeah. 
Uh, most importantly, if you want to be on our show, you want to share your story, things that you're doing, we'd love, that, love to have you on. Feel free to click on the link, type in your information, and we'll be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Launch Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Jesse from Vive Fitness out of Canada. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, it's a good day. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So we're definitely excited to have you on the show today, but before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on at Revive, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Yeah, great questions. So the way I described Revive is a place that puts the client first from entrance to exit, the workout start to finish, the facility is how it's laid out. It really has the client's best interest at hand, I guess you could say, um, from the decor, the lack of mirrors in certain areas. So the people might not want to see themselves and things like that. That's just a loose example. So we offer group training classes, one-on-one -on -one personal trainers, uh, personal training. Uh, there's four trainers total, including myself, including two class instructors. And again, it, it's a, it's a fantastic community vibe to basically make people feel better when they leave versus when they got there. Yeah, I like that. So how did you get into the fitness space yourself? Yeah, so interesting story. I mean, all through high school, uh, very active, very athletic, things like that. Went to university, same thing until the end of university when you realize, oh man, I think I put on 20, 30 pounds extra. And what had happened was uh, when I finished university um, over the summer, I started getting back in shape. Uh, really hitting the gym, nutrition, exercise, and realized how much I missed that feeling and how not myself I felt when I wasn't in shape. Mm -hmm. And from there, it led me into the path where, hey, like I turned my life around, I changed it, and I know what it's like to feel uncomfortable in your skin. Um, so I figured, you know what, I want to see if this is something I could help others. And then I just started uh, personal training certified, worked at commercial gyms for uh, seven to about seven years, worked my way up into managing the clubs, running the PT departments, things like that. And then decided, you know what, it's time to step out on my own and um, create a gym that aligns with my values, with my beliefs and my approach to the fitness and health industry and the world. That's a really cool story. So you worked in kind of commercial settings, worked your way. Was this all for the same, like the same companies kind of worked your way up the, up the ladder? Yeah. So I worked with World Gym. Uh, okay. they, they franchised into Canada and no, I think around 2010, uh, about that. Um, yeah. And just worked up through the uh, facility. And then I did leave there for a short period at the, at the end of my journey when I was transitioning. 
and yeah. got some experience in the corporate wellness world because I wanted to see what that aspect of the fitness world was like mm-hmm. uh, and then was able to tie it all together and start my own company. Nice. Okay. So was there like a defining moment that kind of led you to like, okay, this is it. I'm going to, you know, finally take this leap of faith or were you, was it something that you had just kind of planned out? This is when it makes sense for me to step away and start my own business. Right. So it's funny. I remember sitting down day one of my interview and they're like, what's your five-year plan, right? When you get interviewed at any, a lot lot of jobs. And my five-year goal was I'm going to open my own gym. That's what my intention was. And, but he just put it on the backburn, right? And then you work, you get busy, life goes around, you work, 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 years go by. And it happened around the year five, six mark where, um, or maybe year seven, I can't remember the exact years. However, um, it it was unfortunate. Uh, Some commercial gyms, um, it's about overhead sometimes and not about the client wellness. And I feel that was what was missing. That, that, that was that missing bridge of building the gap between a business and putting the client's health and wellness first. It's not just about money. It's not just about what's our bottom line, what's about our commission, et cetera. So there was a defining moment within that commercial gym setting that, um, a situation occurred and I was like, you know what, this isn't how I want to approach fitness. I think I could start my own company. And it just happened to line up with the five, six year mark um, cool. when I'm looking back on it. So, yeah. Okay. So after you left, um, did you not, I'm not saying that you were, of course, I know you went to steal of clients, but did you start like with a base of some of the people you were working with in the past, or did you have to start over completely from zero to build your membership base? Right. No, that, that's a great question. So the last two years I was at the gym, I actually wasn't training anymore. Um, I was managing. So I was hiring, uh, hiring, training the, the personal trainers, the departments for two locations. And so when I did leave, I had zero clients. Um, and it, when I was training, I had about 50, 60 clients. I mean, they're 30 minute sessions, commercial gym. Mm-hmm. It, it's quick, right in and out. So mm-hmm. um when I did leave, I built my clientele up. Uh, it's funny. I started, I was like, you know what, to test the waters, I put a little addition on the back of my house and just train out of this. Like it's basically a garage okay. <laughs> basically. So, um, I was like, let's see if I can do this. And I built my clientele up probably about 50 people in quickly, I'd say, uh, mm-hmm. eight weeks, 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, it works. And then within two months I opened a location and then that was five years ago, looking back now, six years ago. Yeah. That is awesome. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what did you do for marketing to build your client base up? Yeah. So as a personal trainer, it's people, one thing to remember, people aren't hiring personal training. There's no workout you can give them that they can't get online. I don't care who you are. They can find it online. They're hiring the trainer. And the only way you can be a successful trainer is if your clients tell the world about you. We don't like being sold things, but we trust our friends' opinions all the time. If a friend's like, oh, I'm going to this new spot, I'm checking this out, like, oh my goodness. So one thing that worked for me is A, get your clients' results. They are your walking billboards, advertisements at all times. Get them to bring friends. I have a eight-week, basically, marketing system. Week one, post a picture of them. Week two, get a testimonial. Week three, um, share a little success story. And then week four, ask them to bring a friend type thing. Just so that's a quick little rundown of it. Um, and with that, I always made sure to brand everything. So one mm-hmm. thing I did is I made big workout journals that they had to track all their nutrition. And each time they ate a healthy meal, they had to put a point, right? And they got 
10 points by the end of the day, whatever. The reason why I did that was because when they go to work in their office, they have to pull this massive manual out with my logo right on the front, track their food and everyone around them in the office, like, what are you doing? What's that? Well, that's interesting. That was one big thing I did <laughs> that really worked because everyone they worked with was like, oh, like I'm going to the gym. I don't have that. I don't have this book. So I did invest some money and uh, time into these manuals, um, printing them professionally, et cetera. And again, just care, <laughs> care about your clients, be there for them. They're going to message you when they leave the gym. They're going to talk to you outside of the gym because that's where the results happen, right? When they come to see you, yeah, they're going to get a 30 minute workout, 45, 60 minute workout, but now the other 23 hours of the day and just be a good person and care about them. And if you do a good job at what you do, be present, listen to your client. They are going to tell 10 people about you. Yeah. So with, cause you were obviously working in court for a long time, where there's some of the things that you learned there that you kind of applied to your, to revive, to help it get up and running. Like things I learned in the commercial setting. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I was very blessed and I took the role of management and also took the role of uh, just doing fitness consultations. Um, so I would see, I probably saw 1500 people over the course of a few years, sitting down one-on-one -on -one, talking to them, start to finish what their goals are. So if you talk to 1500 people about their fitness goals, you can really start to understand trends mm -hmm. and how to talk to people, but more importantly, how to listen listen to other people. Don't just listen to talk back, sit there, acknowledge what they're saying. Um, so things I learned from that, obviously the communication skills with the client, but on a more business end, I learned the back end of the importance of how to price your models, how like price your, your, your PT model, how to price your um, group setting models, what works, what didn't work, what, members complained about. I listened to a lot of the member complaints at commercial gyms of auto renew contracts, um, hidden fees that come out, little things that everyone uh, complained about. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do those things. What's everything they loved about these places? Okay. So I kind of assessed all the things that I liked and aligned with me and that clients liked and took all those aspects and then put it into my um, own business. And I highly recommend if you're starting out, start at a commercial gym. Anytime you can walk in, there's 200 people in front of you. You can go talk to and get yourself out there and learn people, learn how to train. Yep. Yep. So, okay. Well, what are some of the things that you took away from your commercial gym and some of the things that you just left that you didn't like? Yeah. Some of the things I took away. So, well, some of the, some of the things I left were um, hidden enrollment fees uh, twice a year. Um, membership fees that come out randomly that weren't part of your membership. Um, also auto renew contracts. So if you sign up for a three month contract, Hey, it's just going to keep coming out month four, five, six, seven, people get injured, people get sick, people forget, people take time off uh, and they forget. And that doesn't make them happy. <laughs> um, some things I took away were systems, 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 systems. I had a fantastic mentor that came in uh, the last year I was there, um, who's a world-renowned personal trainer, um, fitness coach, mindset coach, and I worked with him very closely. And um, have a system. Make sure if, if a client walks in the door and says, I want three months of training, what does that look like on your end? 
What are you going to say to them? What's the contracts? When are you going to post about them? When are you going to ask for a referral? When are you going to try to upgrade them to maybe for three sessions a week or four sessions a week, et cetera. So whatever this, your fitness facility is or whatever business you're running, any business in general, really systems, systems, systems. If, if, if you can't make it into work for a month, two months, and you don't have a piece of paper that says, this is everything I do, you can take this. It's going to be a very hard business to run at the end of the day, because you're just reacting to situations as opposed to acting and controlling. That's important. So, okay. Let's talk a little bit more about systems. Like, cause there are obviously different aspects of the business, but for you, like, where did you place like the, what processes or what part of your business did you put systems in place to help everything, as you said, just kind of run smoothly, even if you, you know, you weren't there. Right. So as for the system, so let's say I wasn't there. Um, well, I'll go, I'll start with just personal training, right? So if you have a personal training referral system of each client um, by week eight, you know, each week you did something for that person. What I mean by that is, like I said, so let's say they week one, they sign up, they get a welcome package. A lot of the times when we sell fitness, when, yeah, I'll say just selling fitness generally, you're selling an idea. You're selling nothing. You're selling a hope that, listen, in a few months, X amount of time, I can make you feel better um, inside and out, healthier, pain-free. There's nothing tangible, right? So I found that if you could give that person something day one, a nice welcome package, they have something tangible in their hand. And that stopped a lot of 10-day cancellations, a lot of what's that spontaneous buying? So they'd come, they're excited, they buy, they get home and their husband or spouse or whatever, wife, whatever it may be. They're like, oh my God, like we actually can't afford that. Like, why'd you do this? What did you even pay for? She's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they, they said that, that I could just be fit in a couple months. So I found <laughs> if you give them something tangible, they can wrap their head around it. In the welcome package, this is, I don't know if this is off, traffic, uh, off topic a little bit. Um, put down the gym lingo. What do sets mean? What do reps mean? Break it down for someone who's never worked out a day in their life. Make it easy, make them feel comfortable so that the first day they walk in that gym, they understand, okay, I know what a set is. I know what a rep is. I know what tempo is. I know what a squat is, things like that. So just gym lingo, congratulating them, um, things like that. So each week, welcome package week one, week two, again, you could uh, take a picture with them, post on social media, et cetera. So that I have system in, in play for that. When to ask for a referral type thing too, that's eight weeks. And then systems in terms of um, new members. So someone just calling, they're like, hey, I want personal training. What does that look like? So do you tell them prices over the phone? Do you try to get them in face-to-face, et cetera? I, here's one thing I took away from commercial gyms. They would never tell their prices. They would never post their prices. It was always at the end of the pitch, try to slide out this little laminated piece of paper and be like, hey, which, uh, which package works best for you? This is the prices. So I know personally, a lot of people, if you go on Amazon and look at a product and there's no price there, you're scrolling past it. No question. You're going to go to the one that has the price. So, you know, um, personally, that's what I do. I know maybe other people do that or not, but I think we like to know, um, what the price is. And I know some people are like, no, like show them the value first, but if you do your job and listen and listen to their problems and you're the solution to that problem, the price doesn't matter. People buy $500,000 houses, $200,000 cars. They'll spend $1,000 on a night out. But if you can't say, hey, listen, I'm worth 500 bucks this month to solve your pain and your problems, you haven't listened enough and you haven't solved their problem. 
I guess it's the easiest way. So that's something I did take away is be upfront about your prices. They're going to come out. It's not a secret. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So those are some important systems there. Right. And um, I'm not sure if that answers your question or if you want me to go into any more detail. That was a, that was a great, great explanation. Um, So, I mean, when it comes to pricing at this point in your business, are you charging like that your true value, like what's your worth? Yeah, that I think is the hardest thing to do for an individual in a lot of businesses and especially the fitness industry, right? It's what am I worth? And it's very difficult to put a price on that. But you you have to remember, like I said, let's, let's say somebody comes in and has been overweight their whole life. I'm just generalizing here and they've never felt comfortable. They sit down, they put a pillow on their lap. Every time they sit down, they wear all black, they wear dark clothes, whatever it may be. If you can make them feel better to live longer, to be there for their kids, their grandkids, what's that worth? You are um, providing that service. And if you undervalue yourself, if you, if you go into a restaurant and there's a hamburger for $10 or a steak for $50, which one's better? Or a story, a steak and a steak, sorry. If you go to McDonald's and get a burger, or you go to a fancy restaurant and get a burger, which one's better? If you look at a cars, this one, oh, I paid 10,000 for this car. Well, I paid 300,000 for mine. Which one's better? Just naturally, we have this uh, assumption that society's put on us that the more we pay, the better it is. It's unfortunate, but it's the, the, the way we look at things. And I think you have to find kind of in your area what commercial gyms are charging. And let's say you're opening a smaller fitness studio. I would find what they're charging per hour and I would raise it just slightly maybe five, $10 more because they are getting that community, that one-on-one, that private uh, individual training session. They're not just a punch card coming in, barcode coming in. So that's how I priced mine. I looked at all the gyms around here uh, in my area and I've worked in the industry. So I kind of pretty familiar with the pricing per hour. Mm -hmm. And then I would add about $10 onto that. Okay. So you looked at the prices and you decided to increase about, you know, $10 above what you saw. So, I mean, were you already going in, were you already confident about your ability to sell? Yes, very much so. Absolutely. I think because I believe in it wholeheartedly. I believe that if they follow my systems in place when it comes to, again, systems, when it comes to a client systems now, how to uh, help them change their lives, I know with everything in me that they are going to get the results and feel better and live longer. And if I can make somebody live longer and be around for their kids, I know I'm worth it. They know I'm worth it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's hard to put a price on that. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you have, you do have three other coaches, right? Correct. So what is it like, like leading that team? So what are their responsibilities? Is it just to train and are you doing like all the business stuff or have you started to delegate responsibilities of maybe doing a little bit of selling and, you know, things like that? Right. So the, the trainers I currently have, they are more established as personal trainers. They came to me from commercial gyms with mm-hmm. full rosters. Okay. So it's more or less these two, the two trainers, three trainers, sorry, they're renting the space, I guess you could say contracting in. Mm -hmm. If I get a client that approaches me, I can't take them First trainer can't take them. Okay. This person, if it's with this schedule, here you go. I can give them to there, but we're all very established right now where we're kind of full, (laughs) full with our roster uh, with the PT and the one-on-one. So 
as for the coaching aspect of them, they are really focused just on their clients and such. I'm focusing on growing the brand, the business and the awareness of yeah. it. Yeah. And speaking of growing, you are you already franchised, right? And you're currently in the process of opening up your second location. Yes. Yep. Correct. Yep. Okay. So how did you know that it was time to expand? Were there like certain numbers that you were looking at or like, what was the, like the signal, like this go time? Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. So I don't think you'll ever know when it's go time in anything you want to start in life. And the second I feel you wait for that perfect moment of, okay, now I'm good enough to do it. You're never going to do it. You're never going to be good enough to the point where you think, okay, now I'm ready. And I think you have to kind of take that leap of faith and jump into when, okay, you know what? Listen, I have all the systems in place. I have a product that works. I want to share this with as many people as I can, because I know this will help thousands and thousands of people. I can't help any more people where I am. So how can I grow from here? Okay, now if I put my product in XYZ places, now that's 100 people here, 200 people here, 300 people here. So it's a good way to expand, grow, and change the world one person at a time. And I, I know that sounds cheesy, but um, <laughs> it's, it, it's true. And what made me realize that, especially as a trainer, you might have a client that is a boss at a company of 500 people. And we've all had bosses before. If they come in in a terrible mood and upset, everyone's in a bad mood. If you can put the boss of that company in an amazing mood, make them feel better, more confident, more understanding, they're changing the lives of 500 people. Now, how many of those people have fr uh, friends and family they're going to be around to and influence when they get home, right? So it's crazy the effect that you can have on your little community and your society. Thousands of people are going to be touched by you through the grapevine, right? So that was my understanding of what, why I wanted to grow is how can I help more people? How can I reach more people? And... With that, it really, um, I'm, we might get into it, I'm not sure, but it really makes you analyze your own business when you want to grow. And that's what helped my, biz my current business even grow more was the thought of growing. What does that look like? How do I take what I have and place it in another city without me being there? And that's what comes down to the systems. Every system has to be in place on paper to say, here you go. Here's everything I know. Uh, you can take it and run with it now. And again, I'm still there for help and, and, and as a franchisor and such. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you spending most of your time now at the new location? So we're still in the midst of trying to lock down the actual um, physical location of uh, negotiating the lease for there's a few buildings we're looking between. So mm -hmm. once that happens, what'll happen is I'll be there primarily for the build out. Basically, I'll be there. And then when the, when the owner comes, I hand him the key and it says he's ready to go. And then obviously I send him all the workouts and updates and that's other aspects of the business in the back end. But yeah. That is awesome, man. So, I mean, like one of your big goals is to help a lot of people. Um, but I mean, is there anything else in particular that you are working towards with your businesses? Yeah. So it's funny. So, uh, I have two kids, um, family and, and everything. And my end goal isn't to be this multimillionaire. That's not what I've ever done this for. My goal is how can I get so successful that I can step back 
and be more time rich. That's my end goal is to have more time because at the end of the day, that's all we have. That's all we get. Once it's gone, it's gone. Everyone's had money. Everyone's had no money and it, it comes and goes. And if you, you, if you are trying to set a goal of a financial goal and say, I want to be a millionaire at this time, I want this much money. You are going to live a very stressful life, stressful life, because once you get it, everything that happens in your life, stressful wise, the day-to-day stresses, nuances, the ups and downs, that's still going to happen. That's still going to happen if you have that money in the bank account. If you think the grass is greener, when you get there, that life you think you're trying to work so much for, everyday stresses are still there. You still got to work hard. You still got to bust your ass. You're still going to have to wake up early. You're still going to have to deal with headaches. So I think it's a matter of coming down to, are you content now? Are you happy? And if you are, then you grow that. Because then nothing, it's nothing's going to change. The benefits come, you'll reap the rewards, I promise you. And at the end of the day, it's, yeah, finances, gyms, everything. And if you're happy what you're doing and you go to bed excited to wake up the next day, that's what it's about. All right, Jesse. Well, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, you can check us out at revivefitnesscanada.com. Revive Fitness Cambridge on Instagram, Revive Fitness on TikTok, Jesse's <laughs> training tips on YouTube, lots of places. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for your time today and your contribution to the podcast. Definitely looking forward to seeing Revive start to pop up all over the U.S. eventually. So to everybody yes, yes. who's in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Chop, and today with me, I got a pair of gym owners, Mike and Brian, with Gaines Performance Studio out of Winnipeg, Canada. Guys, how are we doing today? Pretty good. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. And as we mentioned before, you know, hopefully you guys are staying warm over there. Trying. Um, yeah. Got to keep yeah. moving. <laughs> That's a, yeah, there you go. Just a little, a little sweat. Never hurt nobody. Um, well, thank you guys again for taking the time to jump on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, so I'll go ahead and open it up. Whoever wants to speak first, just go ahead and introduce yourselves. Maybe, you know, your hobbies, your passions, experiences that ultimately led up to opening this fitness studio. Okay. Uh, my name is Mike Durkach. I'm a 
athletic therapist and I've got my uh, CSCS credentials. Also, I have my uh, Bachelor in Kinesiology from the University of Manitoba. Um, I initially started working professional sports. So we have an independent baseball league up here that I uh, was the head trainer for. Then I slid over to our, our professional football team in the CFL, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I was the assistant there for a few years. And then uh, my wife and I decided to start a family. And then my life kind of changed and my priorities kind of changed and realized that I wanted a little bit more control over my schedule. So I transitioned over to more of the private sector and, and started doing some therapy on in a private clinic and then just started doing some personal training just to kind of fill my schedule. And then it just kind of turned out that personal training just kind of took off more than the therapy. Uh, and so I shifted my focus more, more there just to give me some more consistency with my scheduling and, you know, get your regular clients every week. And I wasn't really waiting for people to get injured. Uh, and then, yeah, that just kind of took off. And now I'm doing about, you know, 30 to 40% therapy and 60 to 70% training right now. So it's a nice balance. So I can delve into both worlds. And then uh, Brian and I kind of got together, I don't know, six years ago, probably. We were, we were working at a, another facility together for somebody else. And then, um, yeah, the facility decided to close its doors during that first lockdown. So then we uh, teamed up and opened up our own place together. It's been great ever since. Sorry, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, my name is Brian Collins. Uh, I graduated from the University of Winnipeg in 2019 with my Bachelor of Kinesiology. Um, my major was actually in sport coaching. And then I went and got my CSCS also from the NSCA. And uh, I started out running boot camps at that same gym that we that I met Mike at uh, in Winnipeg here. And um, I always told myself I never wanted to be a boot camp instructor because I didn't have that like rah-rah mentality. But uh, it turned out to be kind of a blessing in disguise. And uh, three or, yeah, I guess three years later, now I'm owning a gym which was kind of the long-term goal anyway and I jumped ahead about a decade so now uh enjoying every day of it awesome guys love that it's it's funny because I feel like more and more gym owners are like well I never thought I was gonna ever own a gym business but here we are today and so yeah, it kind of works out that way, right? You never really yeah. things just happen for a certain reason, and maybe not on the same timeline you timeline you expect. But yeah, it's been great so far. Yeah, that's great, guys. Um, so <laughs> let's kind of you know dive in a little bit to a Gaines Performance Studio. You know, roughly how big is it, and how many members you guys currently have? So uh, our current facility is about two thousand square feet, give or take. Uh, we have about sixteen hundred worth of uh, training space. And then we have two therapy tables for, for Mike to work on. Um, we actually originally started out in a thousand square feet with no windows or doors in the basement of an office building, um, you know, in the height of a pandemic. And that's kind of what you have to do. Um, but it was, it was cheap and, and it worked and it gave us the ability to get our feet wet before making any serious commitments, I should say. Um, yeah. And then in uh, September of uh, 2021, I guess. Yep. Yeah, we uh, we moved into this place and uh, built it the exact way we wanted to. And uh, yeah. And oh, yeah, member wise, um, anywhere from 60 to 80 at any given time. All right. 
that's cool that you guys were able to, you know, design it. And Hey, if, if it works, it works. You know, I mean, you don't necessarily need to spend, you know, or do all these crazy things just to like get off and running before, you know, you get off and running faster. Yeah, exactly. And, and part of it was that we wanted to create that boutique feel. Yeah. Right. We weren't interested in having a ton of machines or um, a gym membership availability or anything. Everything, everybody coming in is coming for an appointment with us and having that, relationship development absolutely so based on that kind of give our audience a little background on obviously you know we talked earlier about you know everything that you offer but if somebody brand new were to come into your facility what's kind of like you know each service that you offer and kind of like that elevator pitch okay so um if well first we got to determine what what they're like physically right so do they need therapy are they there for training so once we differentiate that and sometimes people come for training and then they say, well, I've got a nagging shoulder, but it's, it's not injured, but it just bugs me all the time when I bench or golf or whatever. So like, well, maybe we'll start you off with a few therapy sessions and then we'll transition into the training. Uh, then we also have the private training. So people that are not maybe not as comfortable or not experienced in the gym setting that might need a little more attention. We'll start them off with some private one-on-one -on -one sessions, get them going that way until they get comfortable with the environment, get comfortable with the, our style of training and what, they, what we require from them. Um, and then our main goal really is to transition people into semi-private. So that's just small group stuff, you know, four to six people. Uh, everyone still does their individualized program. Uh, so everyone's not doing the same circuit or routine. Uh, everyone still gets their individualized program that we track. Um, and then we just kind of work them through that way and, and try and progress them. Um, and it, it helps kind of create that community too. So we'll try and place them in time slots where they're with like-minded people that we know they'll get along with kind of thing. And then that just kind of creates a little bit more accountability, uh, but they don't have to be at the same, let's say, fitness level as that person that's on the bench next to them kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, so then, you know, you guys offer everything from, like you said, mentioned semi-private to a little one-on-one to, you know, what's like a group size for you guys? Yeah, I'd say four to six people, right? And that's that's kind of like the semi-private. So we don't really do like straight up group training yeah. where, it's, where everyone's kind of doing the same circuit or routine. So we try and keep it a little bit more intimate. And that's kind of our, our shtick. Uh, we want that intimacy. Uh, we want the, that personalized programming so we can kind of meet each person where they're at and actually take the time to progress them along at their at their pace. And some people want to come in, you know, like three, four times a week. So they might progress quicker. Some people are only once or twice so their progression will be a little bit slower so it gives us the ability and the flexibility to meet people where they're at and then just progress them at the speed that they're they're ready for absolutely kind of you know walking with them until they're ready to run yeah exactly yeah so before we dive in a little bit more you know what was the the philosophy behind your guys' style of training um, you know, how did you come up with it? What was the, you know, like, oh, we should do this because of this, you know, what, what's kind of like the philosophy behind that? Well, it, it kind of evolved, like for myself, like I've been doing it for what, 15 years now. Um, and I started, like I said, on the therapy side of things. Uh, so my training had always had a kind of more of a therapy kind of feel to it where there's a lot of kind of like prehab stuff, preventative stuff. Um, and I think in Brian's case, he got into it thinking more um, sports performance, working with athletes, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And which kind of, that was my initial goal too, but then I realized 
you don't get as much consistency, right? You, you only get the athletes during their off season for the most part and stuff. Uh, so I found more consistency just working with just Gen Pop. Um, and I think over the time, Brian's kind of come around that same way saying, okay, that's where we can actually make a consistent living. Uh, and it's not to say we, we train them any more differently than we would train athletes. We'd start them off kind of in the same area. Maybe just your, your, your high end uh, isn't the same. Your, your, your top out, I guess you could say. Um, but it, it allows for us to, uh, it's, it's allowed for us just to kind of figure out um, what our, you know, immediate population, people close to the gym are, are looking for and the types of things that this community like needs. And I think a big thing in, in terms of actual training philosophy, and I know part of it was like, I grew up, I started training kind of the same as you had when I was like 18, 19. Yeah. Went yeah. to commercial gyms, right? Playing around with machines, playing around with a little bit of dumbbells. Um, and you see so many people doing things incorrectly. And so I wanted to be able to um, uh, take that and you know, teach people to move properly, teach, teach people how to use equipment properly. And um, my actual kind of had a little bit of a niche going when we first opened at Canes here, where I had a lot of like younger females. And uh, my big thing telling them was, I want you to go into like our good life or Orange Theory or anywhere else and feel absolutely comfortable walking into a dumbbell rack with a bunch of big guys and knowing exactly what you're doing. And, you know, and having that confidence build. Um, as well so not not just like being able to physically move but also being confident in what you're doing and that you're doing it correctly um and then yeah and then like mike said it's kind of developed from there into um getting the whole population moving better feeling better um and making some gains i love it making the gains absolutely <laughs> cool guys so you know 60 members walk me back you know, like it's what 2020 or well, beginning of 2023 now. Um, but you know, right after you guys open, you know, like is 60 to 80 members is has that been the peak of your base or was it higher at a point in time? Um, like, I think around, I, I, I think around 85 was has been our peak so far. Got it. Okay. I mean, we're always currently looking to grow, but not grow so quickly that people get left behind either. Um, I think. I mean, I don't know what Mike's numbers were during during COVID, but like I said, like I started out running boot camps. I didn't have a whole lot of personal training clients. So when COVID hit, I had less than five people total in my in my Rolodex. And I think Mike had, I don't know, 20 to 40. Yeah, that's it, closer to 30. And that's kind of one of the, I don't know if I call it lucky, but in the previous years before the place we used to work closed down, like I was able to keep majority of my clients and bring them over with me. Um, so that was an advantage, right? We weren't starting from zero. Right. Uh, I had a base already to kind of get people in the door and that allowed Brian time to uh, build up his clientele. And, and not only that, but it gave him time. He's got a little bit more of a business background. So it gave him just more free time to work on the business aspect of, of opening up a business and like the accounting, getting our books in order, getting all that stuff. So we started things off correctly and didn't come back five years later with, with an accountant saying, what are you guys doing? Like, we're, what's going on here? So I think that's helping us lay down like a solid foundation. Uh, so when we do grow and as we grow, uh, we're not kind of falling apart and, and outgrowing our resources. Yeah. 
the big thing for us was the client retention. Like Mike's had people training with him for the last decade. Yeah. And I've had people that have been with me now for five, six years. And they've they've transferred over from boot camps to now coming to doing this. So yeah. Yeah, we really focus on like that that intimacy and, and that building those relationships with our clients. And really like not necessarily just doing what we think is best for them, but making sure that they can like actually feel like a tangible way of, of how the training in here affects their their everyday life and they're not just kind of going through the motions they, they see the progressions they see how things are changing how they move better how much um their life outside of the gym is being affected by what they do in these four walls mm -hmm. <clears throat> with you know progress and, and and we'll call it like client wins and stuff like that you know how do you guys track the results do you guys have kpi like indicators where oh Susie joe you know hit a a new max on her bench press or got you know x amount of degrees range of motion or, or just like random things like that you guys track you know ways to be able to to mark your members progress and stuff like that so uh yeah yeah more or less um during the second lockdown in winnipeg actually we developed a, a custom app for ourselves um and it was kind of originally geared to you know because it was covid and we're like how do we reach out to the online world um and now i've kind of me more so than Mike. Mike's getting there, but transition it to using it with people in here. And the best part about the app is that at the end of every workout, it gives you a little high five and it tells you if you've set a new personal best. So if Joe Smith goes from pushing 60 pound uh, bench press to a 75 pound bench press, the app tells him and we can all high five about it, right? Yeah. And it tracks everything long term too. So let's say they haven't squatted for three months and then we go back to squatting. We can go into the app. We can see, okay, when three months ago, you finished at this weight. So let's see where we're at right now. And then we, even though we maybe wasn't squatting, we could see how things have changed, how I feel better. Maybe we had to take a step back to work on his mechanics, his depth, whatever. Uh, we don't really track, I'd say, range of motion, though. Uh, but it gives us the ability to, to track what they do in the gym. We can give them home programs and everything's in the app. And there's, like, videos and everything. They can track extra cardio. They can, There's a whole bunch of other analytics that they're able to track on through there. Uh, so that helps with just accountability and, and helping people kind of strive towards a certain goal and see and see the progress really because sometimes people don't realize how much they progressed in you know three six months uh, but when you actually look back okay like, hey, yeah, I remember when you first started this you couldn't uh, squat past 90 or you couldn't lift this amount of weight and now look at you now and they're like, well yeah I guess you're I guess you're right so it's uh it's, it's good to give people that perspective yeah absolutely within your guys's app um one thing that I, I thought of is do, do you guys have like a, like a six week challenge or like different, like, you know, obviously like boot camp style, like where they can submit pictures of like, Hey, like this is day one of your challenge. Hey, it's day 15. You're going to take on that progress pick or something like that, you know, to, to enhance, you know, what's already going on. Or is it mainly just kind of like tracking like, Hey, you hit a new you know weight on this. Yeah. So, so the app has the ability if people choose to do it, so if, if somebody brand new shows up and I get them on the app and they're like, they're like, oh, like I can take pictures. I'll say, absolutely. You, you're not required to. I, I'm not focused on that as a trainer for you right now. But if you want to and you want to see the progress in six months, three months, whatever, down the road, absolutely, right? Um, but currently, uh, there's no six-week challenges. There's no anything like that. More focusing on the longevity of each client. Yeah, and for the most part, we don't um, 
I know that's definitely a, a sign of, of, of training that you like that's that can be used and, and a lot of gyms use it. Uh, like where you had that competitive nature of people where you know you're kind of competing against each other, be it for a reward or just an overall kind of title. Like I did the most whatever wattage on the air bike or whatever. Yeah. Um occasionally we'll do like a little small challenges where it's like a sled challenge or something like that, but nothing really uh it's definitely not our, our main focus for uh how we run things around here. Yeah. Um, has it ever been a thought, you know, if you could run, maybe not necessarily challenge is the right word, but maybe like a, like, Hey, like you have a six week goal or like an eight week goal or something like that, where it's like each time you come in and you train with, you know, whoever it's like, you know, you're looking towards this and kind of like milestones. Is that, is that maybe something you guys have thought of as far as like, you know, you just, just for more accountability, more. Oh Yeah. Positive. 100%. Like every every client has their different goals, and we try and uh, bring that to the, the forefront. Uh, some people are just, you know, they, they're desk jockeys, so they sit at a desk all day, and they their main focus is just to get moving, feel better, correct their posture, yeah. and that's that's the extent of it. And they're happy with that. But other people have other goals where they want to, you know, do a long distance cycle or something like that. They want to go to Italy and do a big cycle trip or or, or something like that, mm. or a triathlon or whatever. So when if that's the case, then we'll bring that. We'll we'll set down specific goals for them and and give them ways to track and they can use the app to, to do that to track that, that progress with that um even if they're just kind of competing against themselves yeah yeah excellent yeah it's, i mean, feel like some, most, most people like to see some kind of t- like you said tangible way to like oh like i got three weeks and i gotta do this and depending on you know how they think and you know whatnot but um so with members you know what's your guys, guys. for the studio ultimate goal you know Let's talk short term, maybe the end of the rest of this year in the next you know, one to two years. Where do you guys really want to take Gaines Performance Studio? Well, so, yeah, short term, we're like actually this year, really. Like, so we spent the last year just trying to really keep the lights on, get people in the door, generate some more revenue. So everything's been geared around us getting people in the door. And it hasn't been a super organized way. Uh, so late in 2022, we uh hired on a, like a mentorship program to help us get things organized so we're trying to get more organized from the business side of things really tracking um more of our numbers more kpis get uh, more like sops in place to uh, if we want to hire someone else on or even just something as simple as when we bring on a new client what's what's the process uh from the minute they you know pick up the phone for that matter to when they finish their first training session. What, what are we doing? So we have a consistency across the board. Uh, whereas before we were just kind of winging it and it wasn't really specific things in place. Yeah. So we've been spending 2023 so far, just getting different systems in place. So, you know, anybody behind the front desk knows what, what's, what to do next, what the next step is. Um, so that makes us a little bit more um, expendable, I guess you could say. So if we wanted to take, you know, two weeks off or if we had to head out of town for a conference and we needed someone to fill in, systems are in place where the, the business shouldn't miss a beat. And then we found that really beneficial so far. Uh, it's been a lot of extra work because we're still trying to see as many people as we want. So it kind of occupies a lot of our free time. Uh, but it's like we could see how it's going to benefit us in the long term. So I would say that would be the biggest goal for for this year is just getting those systems into place. And then um, long term wise, like obviously we want to continue to grow and, and we don't necessarily have a specific, like, let's say a number that we want to hit kind of thing. Like we're comfortable in our, in our space right now. We want to make sure that it's full as often as possible. 
Um, and then like, you know, hire on a couple other staff members to kind of help us uh, along the way, like I said. Uh, so if I wanted to, let's say I want, as I get older, maybe I want to scale back, just do more of the programming, more admin stuff. It'll give me the flexibility to do that. But who knows, maybe things will explode on us and then we need to knock up the wall and, and take it to another level. But we want to make sure right now that those systems are in place. So we, if we're handling, uh, you know, 60 to 80, if we jump up to 150, 200, it, it'll be a smoother transition as opposed to uh, chaos. Absolutely. Knocking on that wall sounds pretty good, though. Yeah. Some more people. Potentially. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. You know, so, you know, what systems are you currently implementing in place to be able to kind of help organize everything that's going on? So our, our main one um, is probably uh, tracking all of our leads would be the number one. So every time somebody sends us an email or Instagram DM or anything like that, right, they go on a list and that's, okay, what day did you, what day did you first contact them? What day did you, what day did they contact us? Was there a follow-up that was necessary? Uh, and then what was their first appointment booked if we got one in? Um, and then kind of going from there, and then we recently introduced a um, like an introductory offer in the beginning of January, which is a it's a it's a great deal for anybody walking down the street, um, and it's set up for about five set four to five sessions, so it gives us the ability to kind of create that short term relationship and see where it can kind of grow. And if you know they get a good feeling in four to five sessions of is this the right place for me or do I need to keep looking elsewhere? Yeah, it gives us the ability to, to sell ourselves, right? Some, some people see that initial price because we are like an appointment-based only. It's a, sometimes the price is a little steep for people. Um, so it gives us the opportunity to sell our services for a, a lesser price and then actually like prove our value and say, oh yeah, that's actually not, not a bad deal at all for, for what we're getting. And and they could once they could see the the benefits that they're going to have to their their physical self and their, and their actual everyday life, you know, uh, it's an easier sell as opposed to just some guy making promises over a phone. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys have implemented like a CRM software that, you know, gives you like a way to follow up with the leads and things like that, or is it just a system that allows you to be able to track, you know, where the leads are coming from? Uh, mostly, mostly just the manual system. Okay. So our, our CRM system doesn't really do a lot of tracking like that. Like we can track a referral and mm -hmm. oh, okay, Joe Smith got referred from whoever, right? Um, but for the most part, most of our lead tracking right now is on the uh, the manual side of just, okay, did you, we got an email that was sent to our general account. Did either of us respond to it within a good time? Okay. And then are you working on that? Yeah. Okay. Now what's next? Yeah. When did you follow up with, uh, you know, Jimmy that emailed you last week? Have you followed up with him a second time yet? Has he gone back to you? That kind of thing. And just stay on top of each other. And that's actually another thing that we, we started in the new year is like, we always talk about doing our weekly meetings um, and, and actually discussing the business side of things. But usually it got pushed aside because Brian booked somebody or I booked somebody. Uh, so we've been so far in 2023, been holding true to that uh, weekly appointment time and going over all those analytics and saying, okay, this week we saw X amount of clients. What was our target? Okay, did we hit that target? No? Okay, why not? find out the reasons. What was our target for lead generation? Okay, what did we do to get those numbers? Um, what can we do better to get more, to, to so make sure we're hitting, the, hitting those goals? Um, how many first time people did we have? Did they come back again? If not, why not? And trying to kind of figure out those reasons. So 
just being more intentional with, with all decisions that we make and, and the time that we're spending on certain aspects. Because if we're wasting our time and it's not generating leads, then why are we doing it? And, and tracking all that stuff has given us the ability to make those decisions better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you don't know what you can't track. Totally. Um, and sometimes things feel a certain way, but then you actually look at the numbers like, oh, that wasn't the case at all. So it's so, it's so important because you just get caught up in the grind and it's just day after day. And it kind of turns into like a groundhog day where every day feels like the same. Yeah. And then you realize that you hadn't reached out to that person that sent you an email three weeks ago and you hadn't followed up with it. And so you yeah, potentially absolutely. have lost a client. hundred percent. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, do you guys feel, you know, you're holding each other accountable enough with, you know, or not accountable. No, sorry. Do you guys feel you're staying on top of, you know, who's coming in, how they've been contact contacted, have they been contacted um, consistently enough to where, you know, it, it's still an efficient system or is that something eventually that you guys have to change where maybe, you know, a lead comes in and then, you get a notification, like maybe like an automated message goes out and says, Hey, thanks so much for contacting Gaines Performance. That, that's actually something I've kind of looked at a little bit. Um, only because I'm, I'm more on like the social media side, right? So yeah. somebody yeah. kind of comes in and, and I don't get the Instagram notification or whatever, right? For four hours. And then from what I've heard from like market research, it's like if you don't contact them in the first five minutes, you're already like 95 percent of the way away from them right yeah you know what i'm talking about absolutely um so yeah and and i think right now we're still developing a mm -hmm. lot of that and learning it and and as more leads come in like right now we don't have so many coming in that you can't uh that you can't write them down quickly on an excel sheet, yeah right and if we get to a point hopefully you know where there's a couple every day or something and you're like, okay, I need to figure this out to be, to stay on top of them. Then yeah. Some of those uh, like zaps, right. They'll call them that uh, will be more necessary where that person's getting an, either an instantaneous response or within five minutes. And you're like, okay. Well, one thing we started transitioning to, we were actually just discussing this earlier today uh, is we started instead of just sending a response email we're trying, if they give us a number, we're going straight to the phone and trying to call them right away um, and get them on the phone. And that way, as opposed to like, hey, we're looking for some personal training, how much you guys charged? We could actually delve into what they're actually looking for. And then the numbers is less important. And what becomes more important is like the services we can offer and how we feel uh, they can benefit from from what we offer and then guide them in the right direction. Like, like I said before, it could be a little bit of therapy first, or they might be not comfortable in the group environment. So we start them off with private stuff and then say, yeah, but you can start private and then, you know, transition into the semi-private if the cost is too high or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So get a better idea of where they're at and, and try to make that sale kind of right away as opposed to you know, playing email tag for two weeks before you actually get them in the door. Yeah. And then it becomes, like you said, it's harder. You're playing tag with each other and email here, email there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So you touched on, you know, your, your incoming leads. So right now, how many leads would you guys say that you're acquiring, you know, week over week, or maybe on like a monthly basis? I think on about a monthly basis for anywhere currently, I would say like four to eight per month. I would say it's no, it's probably higher than that now, right? Yeah, I think we're getting at least four a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that, that's part of the issue too, is right now is because of our size, 
and right now it's just Brian and I that are working here right now, right? We, have, we haven't hired any other trainers. Um, so we only have a certain capacity right now. Um, so that's kind of affecting things that we're not, our goal isn't to necessarily, you know, get a hundred people through the door right away. We're like, it's not like certain group training facilities, like, like your, your orange theory kind of thing where you guys want numbers, you want a lot more people coming through the door and there's probably a higher turnover. Um, whereas a lot of our clients, they, they'll come in and if, if the finances aren't, aren't part of the equation, they'll, they'll more often than not stick around. Yeah, um, and that's what we're trying to do. We're, we're trying to have a really high retention rate, rate, and we've been pretty successful with that. And I think part of that is the fact that we have like a kind of a, a slow integration process with people and kind of getting them going, getting them comfortable, um, and it's uh, not so busy that they get kind of lost in the, in the shuffle. Um, but with that being said, like we obviously want to still get people in the door and, and and grow, and we're and we are working towards other. Uh, ways to generate those leads, be it working events, um, other promotional stuff on social media, uh, or incorporating um, like a free buddy uh, session coming up in March here, where all current clients can uh, bring in a bring in a friend for a free workout, just stuff like that, just to still get people in the door and get our faces and names out there a little bit more. Yeah, that is a great point. That brings me to my next kind of you know, segment is, you know, where did the leads come from mainly? You know, is it, is it word of mouth, organic posts? Have you seen a return on, you know, just making posts or, you know, is it, is it mainly, you know, word of mouth right now? It's def definitely word of mouth and referrals. Um, when we moved into this space, we actually saw a couple just off the street that were like, oh, you know, new gym here. I want to go check it out. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple, couple of people from like, all over the city. And I mean, it's not a big city, but all over the city. And they, you know, they're just searching personal training Winnipeg. And they're seeing that we have five-star reviews and they read them and they're like, oh, this sounds like a really great place. And then they're coming in. Um, so something like that. I wouldn't say there's a whole lot being generated from social media yet. That's one, that's an area that we haven't really spent a ton of focus. And that's something that Brian uh, has really been focusing on this year like starting kind of in pretty much january where we've been trying to stay on top there be more consistent with our posts and, and and following up on all that stuff uh we've got a newsletter that we put out almost weekly uh and that that helps us kind of keep on you know our names kind of front of mind with people yeah um and, and sometimes like referrals come from where we wouldn't expect them sometimes they're from current clients sometimes they're from past clients sometimes it's from someone that saw us on social media or whatever, and they tell a friend about it. And the next thing we know, they're knocking on our door. Yeah. So this, this, this year, I think we're going to figure out a lot of where a lot of our clients are going to come from, but up until now, yeah, I would say that the, the biggest percentage has been from referrals and which is, which is great because then we get kind of people that know what to expect for the most part when they come here. And then the clients that refer them are kind of know that they'd be a good fit for our environment. They're not going to refer someone that wouldn't be a good fit. Like, physically or personality wise, or even financially. Right. Uh, so it, it helps from, from both sides. Absolutely. Now you mentioned, obviously a big thing that you guys don't want to do is, is grow too fast, too quick where, you know, integrity or quality kind of goes down the drain, you know, what, 
at what capacity are you guys at right now with just you two? Are, are you able to take on, I mean, obviously you want to try to grow the business while maintaining everything and not be too, too much in the training, if that's what I'm gathering. But, you know, where, where, at what point where, okay, it's time, like we need the third trainer, we need a fourth trainer, you know, what, what where do you expect at that point to come in? I think, I think right now we're like, you want to talk percentages, I would say probably in the realm of 65 to 75% of what we're truly capable. Yeah. Um, I think as soon as we hit kind of like you're in, as soon as I think we would get to the eighties then we would be looking at, um, at bringing somebody else in, even if it's somebody, whether it's another trainer or whether it's somebody to take some of our back end work off. Yeah. So more of like an assistant that can do, um, like I'd have control of all the bookkeeping right now, all the social media, um, you know, banking phone calls, uh, organizing things. Right. So even if you had somebody take some of that off your plate, then it would open up a couple more hours in the day for training, which is really, you know, where we thrive as careers. Yeah. So, but in terms of, uh, right now, yeah. Like, I think we're close. I don't think we're, we're, uh, busting down, busting down the wall yet. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, I think, I think what's killing us right now is, is the other stuff. Right. So like, we're, we're both busy and we have kind of fairly full schedules, but when it comes to like, we, like I said, we pushed the semi-private training. And so that might be at like, you know, 50 to 75%. So like if we're, we have the capacity to see five people each hour, we're seeing, you know, three people each hour. Um, so there's room in each, in each time slot. I feel like our days are long enough already. Um, yeah. So if we can offset some of that stuff um, and, and once we get some of these systems in place, we're not going to have to spend as much time putting those systems in place, right? They'll be already there. So kind of a one-stop thing where we just have to maybe revisit it annually kind of thing just to make sure that they're they're working well, but it's not something that we're continuously working on and trying to develop. So that's also help. And I think it's, it's you know, important from our own standpoints that, well, you work for Orange Theory, so how many classes are we allowed to do in one day? Oh, well... Well, allowed to versus what was the max should have been. They're two different things. But uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, the most they say is I say no more than like five classes a day because you're yeah. seeing anywhere from 12 to 50 people or 12 to 45 people, depending on the size of the studio. Right. But, you know, that like, you know, comes into quality. Like I guarantee you every, you know, if there's anybody out there listening from Orange Theory, I'm sorry, but if you're coaching... <laughs> Class number one to class number five, I can guarantee you it's not going to be the exact same energy and the exact same attention to detail and corrective exercise focus that, you know, is in the very beginning. Or maybe you're still half asleep at five o'clock in the morning and class number two is better than class number one. But then class number five is like, okay, my, you know, my body's drained. So, yeah. Um, so so from, from that perspective, right, if we work a 10 hour day and it's just clients all the way through. Uh, same thing like your first couple of clients that are getting up with you at 6 a.m and you're like yeah okay we got the workout today right like i'm gonna give you my best but i'm i'm still half asleep or like the end of the day clients and you're like well it's the end of the day you know yeah so um but but yeah you know it's it's people under underestimate trainers i think a lot where they're like, oh, sweet, you're a trainer, right? You have such an easy job. But at the end of the day, like, it's socially taxing, it's mentally taxing, it's emotionally taxing because you're sometimes a part-time counselor. <laughs> um, 
And that's physically taxing too, because you're moving weight around all day for people. Yeah, you're so demoing and lifting weights four hours a day straight. Yeah. You know? So so as much as much as as much as you say you're you were, you know, however percent of, of that, it's almost like at what point do we hit burnout before we hit our max? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the numbers, do we have the capacity to, to see more? Yes. But is it just because we're at 65 capacity, does it mean we even want to get to 100% capacity between the two of us? Or are we going to be totally fine being at, you know, 75, 80%? That's probably more likely the answer. And then even then, if we hire someone on and then we scale back to 60%, uh, but the capacity of the gym gets elevated a little bit more so, that's probably more logical long-term. Absolutely. That is that is the key right there is you guys as owners and operators to to direct the gym can't get burned out because then you know members are going to see that and be like you know what's going on and some people are going to be like hey like i get it and then other people are going to be like i'm paying for a service you know expect you know top quality so with you guys you know 50 or 60 to like 70 percent you know capacity you know for yourselves you know how soon are you looking to bring on that next trainer We've actually started looking, kind of. Um, I started an internship program with uh, the local university where I take on athletic therapy students to help me out. So they come in four days a week and kind of shadow me, kind of help out. Um, so we're trying to use that as a little bit more of a, of a hiring process initially because that would be ideal, someone that can do both the therapy and the training side like myself to kind of it'll make it easier for us to fill their schedule as mm-hmm. opposed to just one person doing a, the training aspect of it. Um, so we're actually, we find that's going to be a better long-term solution because it gives us more time to vet the person and say, okay, does this person line up with our values, our work ethic, uh, and our expectation for, for what we want from, uh, another person, another trainer or, or therapist. Uh, so we're going through that process now. And then when it comes time to pull the trigger, I guess you could say, hopefully we'll have, you know, three or four minds in mind where we can just do a posting or reach out to those individuals even and say, Hey, we're looking at hiring. Is it something you'd be interested in, in joining us? Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously taking a load off you guys, whatever that looks yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what would you say, you know, obviously you want to grow, you want to bring in more people and then obviously you want to bring on, you know, more trainers that are, you know, of yourselves as far as being like-minded and whatnot. You know, w- would you say that it's, you know, a little bit of combination of the both, you know, like you obviously want to bring more leads in. So that way, when that right person or two person or whatever you guys are going to do comes on that they'll kind of have like almost a semi full book to start off with. I, I think, I think in part for sure. Uh, I think we want to have some of those building blocks established where like, you know, you're putting your name out there a little bit more. I mean, if somebody came to us and, or we were looking at somebody and they already had people that wanted to train with them and we're giving them a, a location to do it, then, you know, that works out in their favor, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but having some of those, yeah, lead generation systems in place where we have a constant flow of people that they can be calling and like, hey, do you want to, you know, start with me? And, you know, if one of us ever takes a day off and then, maybe our clients get to experience a, a day with them. Um, and we have a little bit more flexibility, 
right? So if, you know, if I'm like, oh, I need to do a whole lot of other stuff today, do you want to take my first couple hours? Then, you know, they have the ability and the capacity to do that. Yeah, almost kind of where they're they're working to kind of fill their books in a way a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we can maybe give them other tasks. So like we may not, you know, like typically we'll work commission-based style, but maybe we start we'll start them off as a wage, right? So you're making X amount of time. So, but you need to be here between, you know, 12 to six or whatever, whatever time we decide on. Yeah. Uh, then they get paid to train people or they may get paid to, you know, wipe down equipment, do some social media stuff, something like that, that they could still free up our time, which is really the most valuable commodity that's, you know, you can't create more of, right? Absolutely. Like you, uh, you can't create more time, but you can certainly maximize your time. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, well, cool guys. I think that's a good place to, you know, kind of wrap up. I got a couple last things for you here today. Uh, the first one is, and whoever wants to answer, both of you want to answer, that's totally fine. If somebody was in your shoes and they were looking to open up a studio in the fitness industry, you know, whether it's PT, group training, kickboxing, you know, uh, kettlebells, whatever, you know, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to start into their own entrepreneurship uh, endeavor? I'd say be patient. So like start small. Don't, uh, everyone wants to have like the big, you know, 20,000 square foot uh, training facility with all like turf and, and everything like that, but start small, get, make sure you're busting at the seams before you start uh, taking down walls. And then also to making sure that you do all those little things early on to make sure that as you grow, um, things don't suffer along, along the way. And then what I would what I would tell people is that your soft soft skills are more important than your hard yeah, skills. Yeah, hundred percent. So you, the way the way you treat somebody is the way that they're going to treat you back. And respect is is always very not given type of mentality. Yeah, there's a lot of good trainers out there, um, but the, the, the clients have to like you, right? They only put up with a douchebag for so long, right? But they, if they like you and respect you, Can you say that on podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's so still okay to say, um, but they have to actually like you, right? Like some of my clients I talk to more than I talk to my wife at home, right? It's, you know, you see them three, four hours a, a day and they like that social component to it. Um, so it's kind of, they want to, you have to be likable and show that you've actually got their um, best interest in, at, at heart and not just treat them as a, another, uh, you know, another client through the door. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you, you get 20, according to NASA, you get a 20, 20 seconds to make a great first impression. And after that, they're already starting to think, okay, this person's, you know, X, Y, and yeah. Z. Whatever. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, cool, guys. Love those answers. Appreciate that. Last but not least is how can everybody listening reach out to your facility? Facebook, websites, things like that. Go ahead and give a shout out to all the ways to, to reach your facility. So, uh, number one is going to be Google us at Gaines Performance Studio, um, excellent website, uh, gainsperformance.ca. Um, we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, all Gaines Performance Studio. Um, pretty easy to find. We love all the followers. Um, and then uh, email, always email, just uh, info at gainsperformance.ca. Awesome, y'all. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? I, I think so. I think that's it. I'm trying to grow my LinkedIn right now. Apparently, that's like the new one to get into. So 
It is another platform. It's huge. Um, believe it or not, I, you know, have a LinkedIn profile. I don't do like the premium one or anything like that, but. Um, okay, well, Adam, you now have a job. You have to go find us on LinkedIn and give me a follow. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? Okay. I see how we're playing the game now. Uh, no, absolutely. Of course. Um, as long as you give me a follow back on Instagram, it's cool. Obviously. Love it. Um, well, all right, y'all. I appreciate that. Everybody out there listening. Um, if that's their story, if that's something, you know, you're looking for one-on-one, you're looking for quality sessions where they're going to kind of assess you, make sure you're headed in the right direction and, you know, let you walk before you can run. This is the place for you. Um, and most importantly, if you would like to be on our show, please feel free to click on the link below, type in your information. We'll be in touch and we'll get you on and share your perspective on the fitness industry. Until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.